Today we're going to continue with part four of our teaching, Let Us Rebuild the House of the Lord. Let Us Rebuild the House of the Lord. Our great and marvelous God, we are here uh, thankful. We are a thankful people, and we serve a faithful God. (laughs) We thank you for your loving grace. We pray today that you will... Continue to, Lord, give us ears to hear. We love you for who you are. We thank you for your righteousness. We thank you that we have the privilege of sharing the good news. We thank you for your power, your love, and kindness. Now be with us today as we worship in the word. We thank you for your grace and glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In fact, that was our theme in Hanford, a thankful people serving a faithful God, a thankful people. I'm going to be reading today um, Haggai chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, and then I'm going to read Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12 and 13. The Lord has blessed Bill and Angela to get back safely, and, and Angela, are you still without pain right now? Are you having any pain? 75%, okay, I know that you were doing much better, so thank God for the... Um, the surgery, and so we're grateful. This is how it reads in Haggai chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. You look for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins. While each of you bruises, excuse me, busies himself with his own house, or let me go back. The Lord says, why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you have withheld the dew, And the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, the new wine, oil, on what the ground brings forth, on man and beast, and on all their labors. Deuteronomy 7, 12, and 13. Gwen, good to see you. (laughs) And because you listen... To these rules and keep and do them, the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast love that he swore to your fathers. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb 
in the fruit of your ground. Your grain and your wine and your oil. The increase of your herds and the young of your flock in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. Again, the title, Let Us Rebuild the House of the Lord, Part 4. We're going to go to point number three today. If you have the other points, write down this point. Priorities in the wrong place. Priorities in the wrong place. Good to see you, young man. (laughs) Good to see you again. How many of you had your priorities in the wrong place before? You look for much, it says in Haggai 1.9, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Why did I blow it away, declares the Lord of hosts? Because my house that lies in ruins. While each of you busies himself. With his own house. Our, prior, our priorities can be misaligned with God's word. If there's any misalignment, it always means that we have missed the point and we are misaligned. If you have driven a car that is not in alignment, you will know eventually. You see, cars need alignment every once in a while. You you get me. Your car needs an alignment. Not only the front, but the back needs alignment as well, too. You know that. There needs to be an alignment. Your life needs to be aligned. There is a disconnect with the people of Israel that have returned from Babylon. You know that we've had Nebuchadnezzar that's come three times that we've mentioned. Cyrus that has come. Now we have Darius. And there were two people in between there, the time of Cyrus and Darius. And that was Cambyses, which was the son of Darius. And Gumata, which was another king, he only reigned a short time in 522 B.C. before Darius took him out. The command was, was given, I want you to return home and build the temple. That was the word that was given to the remnant. We're allowing you to return. Cyrus started, his son continued it. And when the work ceased and when people got afraid, Darius was the one that re-implemented it. But get this. You can sometimes forget what you've been called to do. Have you ever been going somewhere and forgot where you were going? And that's bad when you're driving. It happened to me. I was on my way to Fremont. Help me, Lord. Going to a service. 
and started to think about something and kept right on driving past 580 the split. My mind was thinking Palo Alto, Menlo Park, as I reached Marin City and going up the grade, said, wait a minute. I'm going the wrong way. By that time, I said, well, I got to just keep right on going. I'll just have to go around and catch it on another end. You see, I missed the exit. But I didn't even know I missed it. Because my mind was somewhere else. But I come to realize, got to my destination, but late. <laughs> the children of Israel had been in, been in captivity uh, for 70 years, and they had returned. You see, there's times when we have been in a state or a place of pain, and just because we are in a state of pain, we sometimes forget why we might even be there. We start complaining to God. We start complaining how long it's been, spiritually. And there are times when we might even forget what happened. Now, for the children of Israel, it was because of sin. All sickness, all pain is not because of sin. There are some times where people will beat you up because you've been sick. If you really knew the Lord, you'd be healed. No, 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 everybody's not healed on this side of eternity. <laughs> the children of Israel had gone into captivity because they had failed to recognize and to keep God's word before them. And the Lord said that after 70, I'm going to bring you back into the land. But here's the problem. When they got back to Jerusalem and Judah, they did not take into, into practice or into mind what they were supposed to do when they got back home. <laughs> I'm convinced that people believe that the passage of time means that I will be blessed by God because of what I have experienced. Let me tell you this. If sin is in your life, the only solution and correction is repentance and obedience to God's word. The children of Israel returned home from exile, and they were there because of disobedience. But when they got back home, they didn't take into heart and into mind what they were supposed to do. The command was, go and rebuild the temple of God. Throughout history, there has been a direct cause and effect with obedience and God's blessing of the land. Not a correlation, but a cause and effect with obedience and God's blessing. You see, a correlation deals with basically that which is a relationship. We can say that something seems to be related. But when there is a cause and effect, we say that if you do this, this is going to be the outcome. Now, there can be very close correlations. And sometimes we tend to forget and not understand that when we disobey God, there is an effect that happens. We know in this third point of the people's priority being in the wrong place, we note one in this point, 
Expectations blown away. Expectations blown away. There was the expectation that what they had planted and worked towards, that it would yield a bountiful harvest. Please understand this. They thought that what we planted would produce a bountiful harvest. The expectation of what one thought that one would receive was disappointing when they got the return. Have you ever been disappointed with your return? I, I, I recall a time way back when, in the 70s and the 80s, when the interest rate on what you put in the bank was large. Larger than what this 0.022% today is. You used to get 9 and 10% interest with your money in the bank. Have you ever planted something and waited to see if it would grow and you get up in the morning to see if anything there yet, only to discover that it hasn't yet come up? And then when it started coming up, you said, wait a minute, that just doesn't look right. <laughs> and you were disappointed with the outcome. Well, some of you had overwatered that little seed. You planted, you put too much water on it. Some things require just a little and then a little time. Some of you fail to water it at all. That would be me. Plants. Now, I used to water plants in the house. And when I was living in the city, I used to say, well, my, we have plants around the house. I get the pitcher, go pour water all in there. And my thought was that I'm pouring all the water until I can see it running up the bottom. That's what I'm waiting for. Nope, ain't got enough yet. Keep pouring. And sometimes I put so much it would spill over. I'm up to just killing the room. Just killing the thing. <laughs> There are times when we overwater, and then there are times where we don't water enough. The problem with the children of Israel is that they expected a large return based on what they had done, but they failed to realize that it was being blown away by God. Now, you know you have a problem when God is fighting against you. The expectation was in the return that the children of Israel thought, would be theirs. They thought that when we returned, because we have been in captivity for 70 years, just the fact that God has now sent us home, we are going to be blessed. But get this, their captivity continued when they went back home into the land. They were not free, even though they left captivity. Their captivity remained. When the yield of what they received was brought home, they planted they went out and then they, they sold and when they reaped, it was not what they thought. And God says, when they brought it home, I blew it away. Hmm. The blowing away by God of what they brought home can remind us of chaff and grain. You see, when they would <clears throat> um, sort, you, when they had grain, and they wanted to separate the grain and the chaff, they would have a pan and they would throw the grain up in the air several times, and the wind would take that chaff and blow that which was not wanted away so that the grain would be the only thing that would fall back into the pan. And so when they would go to, to throw up the grain and it would land, the problem when you think about it kind of spiritually, it landed, it's like, this is nothing. What has happened? God was blowing on their produce and their work. When grain was tossed, in the air, they expected a yield, but God says, 
Rather than just the chaff, I blew your grain away. The second thing that we notice in that verse is there is an eagerness, point two of that first point, an eagerness to take care of our stuff. There is an indictment. There is an eagerness to take care of our stuff. Not only was there a neglect of God's house as a prophet, lest the leaders and the people know, but there was excitement as they busied themselves with their own house and their own items. Have you become so excited at times about what you have and not what you are doing for God and what he has? Have you become so excited about what you have been given and forget about what God requires? The question that they had about what was theirs being blown away, it was because of their zeal for their own stuff and not the stuff of God and neglect of God's house. They were saying, I can't understand how God did this and why. But when people are faithful to take care of his work, what is little at times can be multiplied. And what one has that's much can just be blown away. Have you ever said, God, I'm going to be faithful to you no matter what. And the little you have, you wonder, how in the world has this been able to stretch this far? How in the world could this feed all these people? How in the world are all my bills paid when I only brought in this amount? Why? Because God blessed it. You see, there's a way of God blowing on something to make it stretch and something where God can blow on it and blow it away. You want God to blow on it so that it's blessed and not blow on it so that it blows away. You see, there are two types of people. There are two types of people. One person scratches their head to say, I did this, how come it's not working out? And another person, another person scratches their head, head and says, I don't understand how this worked out, but God did it. <laughs> two types of people. One scratching because they did it all and it didn't work. And the other saying, I can't understand how this all worked out. Why? Because God's hand was on it. In verses 10 and 11, which brings us to point number four, the return of my labors. The return of my labors. It says, therefore the heavens above you have withheld the dew. And the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, on what the ground brings forth, on man and beast, and on all their labors. So, for what the people put in their work, their return has been, one, a withholding of rain. Two, a withholding of produce. Three, a prolonged drought over A, land, B, hills, three, grain, D, new wine, E, oil, F, all that the land brings forth, G, on man and beast, H, and their efforts. Get this, every aspect of life has been affected. Everything. Everything that they've done has been affected. 
There is not one area that has not been touched and that has not been affected by them neglecting God's house. All judgments of God have a cure. All judgments of God have a cure unless the Lord says no more. But all judgments of God have a a cure. And the cure has always been obedience to his word. Do you know that? If you don't want to get a ticket, then follow the speed limit. I was driving down Highway 5. Cars were passing me like I was standing still. But you know what I did? I just put my car on cruise control. I I, I couldn't continue to look at them because it just seemed like on Highway 5, I was going slow. So while the speed limit is 70, I just said about 77. 75, 77, and Carlos. I couldn't worry about that because I know that if the radar detects me way down, I see the radar can pick me up before I see the radar. And guess what? Some people pull over, some people on the other side going the other direction, same thing. But then the higher patrol passed us. (laughs) And guess what? There was nobody passing the higher patrol at that point. Is there someone we can, we can follow the law when a higher patrol gets on the road? <laughs> you start looking in your rear view mirror. You start checking things. Well, let me tell you this. When God gets on your case, you should be looking and say, God, okay, what, what are you saying? What are you doing? How do I get this right? What do I need to do to correct what's happening? You, you see, we should begin to take an inventory. The Lord affected every aspect of their life. He said, I'll cause the drought to be on your oil, your, your land, your, your beef, your grain, your hills. I called there to be a drought. And then when the land produced, I caused it to shrivel up. The Lord then told him, why, why? Because my house lies in ruins. He told them in verse 8, he says, go to the mountains, go to the hills and bring timber and build my house. Why? So that I will bless you. Look at, look at Deuteronomy chapter 7, the verse that we just read. Look at what it says. And because you listen to these rules and keep and do them, this is to the second generation of, of the children of Israel, the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast love that he swore to your fathers. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. Obedience to God said that the women are going to, going to have children. I'm going to bless the womb. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground. Your grain, your wine, your oil, the increase of your herds. And the young of your flock in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. He says, obedience to me, man, I'm going to cover everything. Do you realize that serving God and obeying him pays great dividends? I don't care if the stock market falls. God's word remains true. Their return for their labors is God blowing it away. But I like when we're going to pick up. Next time, what the people began to do. They said, oh, this is our problem? Then let's deal with the solution. 
You see, there's a problem when a person continues to go in the wrong direction and they're looking for different results. The passing of time does not necessarily mean blessings when you keep doing the same thing. This has been long enough. When is God going to come through? Well, as soon as you start obeying him. There's a direct cause and effect with doing God's will and being blessed by him. It does not mean that difficulties won't arise, but it sure means this, that God is storing up treasures. Let me just say this. Some thought comes to my mind. When you think about God's grace and his love and his mercy, when you begin to do his will, what God begins to do, what seems, what is at that time problems and difficulties, when you are obeying him, the Lord is just simply storing up for you a larger blessing that's going to come your way. You see, you're not, you're not missing out because you don't see it right then. It's just that God is saying, oh, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten what I've said. I'm just storing it up so that when I pour out my blessings on you, it's going to be because of what you've been doing back there. The fact that when you've been praying and you said, Lord, I don't see the answer, God says. Oh, oh, keep, just keep praying. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. I have the blessings here and you are going to receive. Don't become discouraged. Keep right on going. I'm, I'm amazed at how good God is. I sometimes say, oh, God, when something's going on for like a couple of weeks, okay, Lord, what's coming? What's the, what's, the, what's the bad thing that's coming? This things have been really good, Lord, recently. Okay, when is it coming, Lord? Have you ever been there? Things are going well, Lord. Okay, when, where's the problem? Start looking. Where's the problem? It's how, I know it's coming, Lord. I know it's coming. Have you been in a situation to when things are going bad? says, oh, God, I know my change is coming, but when, when, when? Oh, Lord, when? Hold on. Hold out. Because why? God is a faithful God. (laughs) Doesn't forget what he's done with you and what he's done for you. He's called you out of darkness, where? Into his marvelous light. I am so glad that God has given us his word so that we can see what does it take to serve a faithful God. God. You see, we've got to be careful that there's not such an eagerness to take care of our stuff that we leave God's stuff set to the side, his calling, his agenda, his plan that we don't leave it to the side. We've got to remember that when we're faithful to God, he blesses, he blesses, he oversees. I am convinced that God blesses us for the long term. When when other things are just failing, God blesses, God blesses. God is blessed to have this church and others in this community. Whenever some agencies have closed down, God has blessed the church to still be here. When there's been sometimes storms and earthquakes in various places around the world, sometimes a cross in the building is almost torn down and stayed right there. God shows himself sovereign. Whatever you might be going through right now, Evaluate, says, God, do I need to rebuild the temple? What are you doing right now that I need to rebuild the temple of my life? What are you doing that you're showing me so that, God, I can experience the goodness and blessings of God? May I not come out of captivity, have captivity into captivity because I'm disobeying God. So the children of Israel thought the passage of time would bring about a blessing, and yet they were still in captivity. By God, he says, 
I'm blowing on it. But oh, I'll give you the solution. Obey. Take care of my temple. You've thought about your own temple, your own house, you've decorated. Take care of my temple. Put me first and I will bless you. Remember, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Bow your heads, close your eyes if you would with me. Is God blowing on your life in a positive way? Or have you said God is blowing my stuff away? How is God blowing on you? Is it because he is removing the chaff so that the grain will remain? Or is he removing everything? Oh, there is a solution. If God is removing, just simply say, God, I'm doing it your way. That's it. I'm doing it your way. So that even when I go through things, you can say, Lord, I'm going through with you. (laughs) We're going to see the children of Israel get it right. We're going to see them get it right. And they did it right away. What a blessing. Because oftentimes we don't see this. We see a prolonged effort in continued disobedience. But oh, when God shows us the area that needs to be taken care of, oh, he delights in it. Lord, if there's areas in our life today that we have taken care of to the neglect of our spiritual life, maybe we haven't spent the time with you, have not been in the word have been busy with so many other things that we have neglected you and you have been blowing our plans away. We've been looking for returns, but oh my God, he said, oh, take care of my business first so that you will have oil and land and and your crops will grow. Your life will be blessed. We pray today that God, that we will Understand and remember that when we take care of God's business, oh, you are pleased. When you told the children of Israel, bring first the crops, and I'll take care of everything for you. We pray today that we will prioritize you in our life, that we will consider your wonderful goodness and your kindness, so that we can be free from being in captivity and experience the full measure of your blessings. We love you for who you are. We thank you today that you do not leave us without an answer. Today we pray that God, not only on this body, but on this temple, but the lives of family members who have not yet said, who have not said yes, who are being prayed for by the households and by this body that God you'll save and draw. Bring people to yourself. We love you today and we magnify you today. We praise you today that we serve a faithful God. May we be a thankful people, loving you, honoring you. We pray for those who right now have to make major decisions in the future. Some may have to make major decisions, Lord, immediately. Some may be further down the road. Whatever it may be, we pray that, God, there will be a seeking first of your will. What do I do? May people not fret about what they need to do, but may they say, God, I'm going to pause and ask for your direction. We even pause now, God, and say, give clarity. 
around the vision of this body. Thank you for what you have been doing and what you continue to do. May the word of God invade our very lives like never before. May we be open to all things and obedient to you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. We honor you and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.